Hello and welcome to another episode of Risking Failure. I am here with my good mate, Mark Dobson. Dobbo, how are you, mate? Mate, I am feeling awesome. I've had a cracking week, but the way it works world is... uh, Mick, I just did this podcast for fun and I love it. And then Mick out of the blue just says, hey, watch this video about who's listening. And it is quite clear that with very little effort, there are the same hundred people consistently listening. And Mick, that feels good to know that there are that many people who, that we're all on the same wavelength. There, there is a collection of people now that have a similar thinking and uh enjoying life, enjoying growing and and searching, but also having a crack. Like when I when you told me that, Mick, I felt awesome. Yeah, I think it uh, was an exciting week actually. We just for anybody that's listening to this in the future, it is January sixteenth in the US and seventeenth in Melbourne. But um yeah, we just started tracking this thing uh, only a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, in terms of actually seeing uh, things going live after the break. And uh, it's been a really fulfilling thing to see that already we've we've grown a community. And I'm sure that if you're listening to this month in advance, that's going to have grown even uh, far more significantly. But there's something important in that, I think. Well, and I'm not even interested in the numbers, you know, for me and for the people listening, like, it's really cool that... There are 100 people that on all parts of the globe have a similar interest, a similar, not because you're like, oh, isn't, Mark, you know, Dobbo and Mick so great. I've never been interested in that ever. It's about here are some ideas and there's other people that are searching too, that they're, they're trying to work out how to live their life in a way that is meaningful and joyful and, and playful. And I just love that I feel like we've got 100 friends. And as that can sound pretty wanky, but I feel like I've got 100 friends and I love the idea that as we have conversations here, someone else is growing and then they just do something a bit different in their world it has a ripple effect. Like there's every one of those hundred people have got family and, and friends and work colleagues and I'm just wrapped that, I don't know, I think sometimes in my life I felt like I don't belong anywhere because I think differently. You know, I guess personally there's a sense of like, my God, we, we belong to a community and even though we don't get to hang out all the time, we do get to think together and discuss together and grow together and it feels awesome. Yeah, it does. And I've actually sometimes thought over the last few years, like, yeah, you do kind of – everybody searches for that sort of connection with a group of similar-minded individuals. And um, I don't know, it's good to kind of feel like you're just building it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the age that we're living in, it's not hard to do that. You know where this actually, I was thinking back to years ago, oh, it's gone like four or five years ago, you and I had a Skype conversation and during the conversation, you- I drifted off? No. <laughs> 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 no. After you stopped dropping F-bombs and all kinds of other crazy stuff on the phone, we- um <laughs> what? what? Did I what? Oh, come on. You have a bit of a sailor's mouth when you're not on the podcast, let's admit it. <laughs> That is <laughs> no. You, you are damaging my. You're damaging my personal brand. What are you talking about? I'm a model. That's out. That's outrageous. I'm. There's oh defamation suit right now. Oh, <laughs> this is your personal brand. So, <laughs> so anyway, we're on a phone call ages ago, and I drifted off, and you said what when I wasn't listening? No, you actually sent me a link to a YouTube presentation, and it was on TED, and it was Gary Vaynerchuk. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And so this guy, if you haven't paid attention to him, he's sort of a rock star of the internet world. And um, he hosted a program called Wine Library TV for quite a number of years and had literally millions of folks tuning in on a daily basis. He would just get on and a guy from New Jersey, he would basically do a review of a wine and he would just kind of tell it like it is and had a massive following just by basically gathering community around something that he wishes he had had and just went out there and created it. And in that presentation, he's talking about, you know, I don't care what you're into, even if you like Smurfs, you know, and that the quote is like, just go out there and Smurf it up. Like there's other people that like that and you're not going to find them unless you just go out and create it. So there's a little satisfaction in being a contributor to that. I think it's been a good couple of weeks and sort of feel like it's moving in, in a good direction. And what I also like is that when you are seeking to grow, it's very common to be surrounded by people who are not seeking to grow or their idea of growth or what they think life should be is radically different to yours. And you can get stifled. Like I remember one time bumping into this um, girl many years ago and we just hit it off. And I said, honestly, I have not met anybody like you that can keep up with me. Not because not I'm a hero, but you know what it's like. You start, I'm just happy to treat everybody like I've known them forever. Let's get into the big topics. Not because it's deep, just because it's interesting and I'm not superficial. She said, yes, yeah, it's nice to know you're not crazy. And I actually hadn't thought I was crazy until she said that. <laughs> but <laughs> And then it went all down here. Yeah, it went to go down here. <laughs> but I, I know what you mean. Like I know that sometimes when you're searching, you just go, am I nuts? Like I look around and, and everybody else is living a humdrum kind of life and they appear happy. And I'm not sure they're happy. I don't know. Who, who's who to judge? Sometimes I think people are numb. Sometimes I think people are lost. Sometimes I think people are really preaching to you what they've learned about the world and, and, and really worrying, wanting you to get it right and that way it makes their way right. I think there's a whole lot of things going. But I think that in my life, you know, I've got a really unique circle of friends now and it's taken me 20 years to find them and we have conversations like this just every day of the week. Like Ryan came over the other day and we just spoke eight hours without taking a breath. I, I just think it does give you a sense of, oh, so this aspect of me is normal. This is, this is a real part that I don't have to be afraid of. I do not have to suppress but I can actually listen to it and nurture it and trust it to guide me and realize that when people are asking me to be something where I feel like I've got to suppress this, it's them that's lost. It's not me because I'm listening. You know, I just love that we're getting to give that gift to people. Well, at least I hope that's what they're getting. If they're just going, oh, I accidentally downloaded you, so, you know, <laughs> delete. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> that, that, that hurts a little bit. But uh, So, listen, mate, off the back of last, what was it, our last conversation, I left that conversation saying, I would like to feel terror. I sort of escalated that a little bit. I didn't actually want to feel terror. What I was meaning, I was I was being jovial because you sort of held me a little bit accountable to that. But I meant that, you know, I think that growth really revolves around, there is an adrenaline rush. There is a fear. There's a bit of a, I don't know, there's a adrenaline that kicks in when you are growing. And what I was talking to you about before we got on here and with other friends is, when is this growing and it's that risk is healthy and when is it just a dumb decision? So, for example, I don't think if I want to try and find out what my terror is, I don't think I need to put my head in a bucket of spiders because I just go, well, I'm not sure that that's growth. Like, that's not where I really want to evolve. Yeah, we talked about that being not so much a physical fear or, or, but something that would terrify you in terms of – what you're moving towards, I, I guess. 
because you mentioned something just before we got on the on the phone about just canceling your rent and moving to Bali, and which is not what I'm doing. I'm just throwing it out there. But I tell you what was scary. Actually, now that I realise that I have this week, I listened back to our podcast and I talked about the idea of wanting to push into TV and radio. And the thing is, perhaps pushing, lean into it because I it just I don't want to be famous. Mick. I prefer to not be, but I just seem to be able to do this stuff right. So. I'm not trying to be a hero, but I was like, so I was like, oh, and I listened back to it, I was like, oh, he wants to get into radio and TV, good on you, idiot. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting voice. And then I met with a person who developed TV shows for a production company, and he's approached me a few times, and we said, let's have dinner. And he started to pitch some TV show ideas to me about how I would be like an Ellen DeGeneres type of show without me being gay and dancing. And uh, so this is at dinner this week? At dinner this week. Oh, interesting. interesting, the adrenaline. Was it adrenaline? It was sort of, a, it was a fear because it was a bit gut-wrenching in that I was like, like, gut-wrenching is not the right word, but I was like, I'd have to nail that. Like, I'd, And I found that some ideas he had, yeah, I'd really have to nail it, right? But I said, with some ideas he had, I was like, geez, I couldn't do that. That's not me. I, I just said no. But when he said that one, I was like, oh, God, like, that would be hard. And I really was uncomfortable with it or not uncomfortable. I was like, geez, in conflict going, is this where I should go? Is that, would I be able to do it? And then um, he, a couple of days later, he sent me a link to a TV show that was like a, what do you call it? A, just a pilot. And he's, and I watched it. It was fantastic. And I realized though that the editing on this show was so awesome. I started to realize that, geez, if I'm in a great team, the pressure wouldn't fall on me the same way. Because there's, I was thinking all of what I could put on the show, not what all the creative people around me could put in. But that was just an interesting experience where I started to go, oh, this is scary. And maybe I just stuff it up and am I being silly? And it was interesting. And, and I still don't know the answer. Yeah, but you just sort of identified something interesting, right? Because you just took yourself to the first step, right? Well, I mean, you identified that something was scary. It sounds to me like you were thinking that through all the way, which we all do. I do that constantly. I live out all of the things that are going to go wrong. And then when you reconnect like the, with that person, they've only gone to the next step, which was to send you the video <laughs> link. And you read the video link and you're like, oh, that's cool. And then it's like the journey's started. It doesn't mean it's going to be the journey, but it just like that next step took place. And that was a comfortable enough step. And the reality is they're all just a bunch of steps, right? Mm. Yeah, you don't need to play. You don't need to play out the whole distance, right? Because it's not yeah. like somebody's asking you to show up and the lights are going to be on and you're just going to walk on the stage and it's going to be go. It's always going to be here's you know we're going to go find the right editor, we're going to find the right production manager, and all of these elements that you realize oh I'm part of that and I you know you you grow into it. Not to mean that I'm like saying you shouldn't be worried about it, but I, I think I can totally identify with that because. I just landed a really pretty significant job in the last week, larger than anything we've ever taken on before. And when you say job, you mean like contract, like project? It's a, yeah, know, that's a project because right. you've got your own company. Yeah, yeah. I was scared to even get on the conference call. What to that's talk amazing. to the company because I was like, I just got that sense that they had been contacting us every few months saying, can you hold your price? Can you do this, do that? And we just kept saying, yeah, oh, yeah, it's not going to go anywhere. And then it was like, oh, we need to have a conference call. We need to do it on this date. And it just had this decisiveness to it. I was like, oh, this is this is going to get approved. 
and I'm going to have to do this now. (laughs) I did stop for a moment and told myself, you know what, all I have to do is just show up on the call. And they're going to ask me a question, a whole bunch of questions. And the reality is I know the answers, more about the answers to all these questions than they do because that's what they're hiring us to do. And that's a good thing. And that means we're ready to do this. And if, you know, anyway, we had the call and that's where it went. They didn't even mix words. They were like, we're sending you a contract. We're getting ready. How quickly can you get going? (laughs) So lump down the throat, but it was sort of like, then it just turned into what are the action items? And the action items are stuff we do every day of the week, right? So Yeah, I, I totally get it. Like, you've got the skill set and I've got the skill set. So, why have you got the lump in the throat? Like, what was it that you were actually scared of? The exposure, the, the potential downside. The of, risk. Of, yeah, right, of screwing it up right. and not being ready for something this big. We partnered with a company to do it because it was so big and they actually said to me, this is a pretty big step in terms of in a good good way, this might be the, the, you know, the thing that you're looking for. So... It was sort of like for them, it's tiny. So it was just another day in the park. And um, you know, I've been there before, but you think about these things and you're like trying to move towards them. And then when the moment that somebody's like gives you the opportunity for it to happen, like that's when it, the reality starts staring you in the face. <laughs> and it, it moves forward. At that point, it feels like you're not a decision maker. It feels like you're actually standing on an escalator like at the airport, you know, those ones that just keep you moving and you can even stop and stare and do nothing and it just keeps taking you forward. There is a momentum in some projects and the fact that it, just, it does just keep moving forward, I think that's a real telltale when you're on the right track and when something doesn't move forward, it's just not where you're willing to put your time. I had another an interesting story. So a swimmer that I coached, and I won't mention his name just because I didn't ask if I could run the story by everyone, but... He'd always come second and he wanted to come first. And I'm not talking about a small swimmer. I'm talking about, you know, one of the big boys. He's at the world champs or something. And he was swimming. Eventually he won. And I asked him about it. He said, I was swimming out front. And he said, I I looked left and I I couldn't see anyone. And he goes, I took two more strokes. I looked to my right and I couldn't see anyone. And he goes, I nearly stopped. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, I'd never been in front before. He didn't know what to do. And he just said, thought, just keep going, just keep going. But he said he, he actually paused in his body and his psychology for a moment and had to register it and then thought, just go. And I thought how interesting that was that all somebody ever wants to do is say win or have that outcome. And the moment they're there, it is really confronting. It's new. It's and you don't know what to do. And I, I think some people stop and stare in shock in other situations. But h- how odd is that? They'd never been front before. Didn't know what the feeling was like and didn't know how to recognize. Well, he did, obviously. He did. And, and you know, asking him about that, he's quite open to saying that a lot of our conversations prepared him for that. But how funny. Sometimes the problem with winning is that you've got to keep on winning. There's a little bit of that, too, for even me when I was thinking about something like, a you know, a big win moving forward in, in something to do with business, like, oh, it's a step up. And does that mean I have to maintain that? And there was a little bit of that going on for me because I was like, is this the direction I want to head in? And I don't really need to make that decision. 
See, because I agree. Like sometimes I don't want a big business. It's much easier just working like on your own, not having staff and the like, and just having some other small business you outsource some stuff to. I don't want the hassle. But then I realized that I, I can't really generate the hassle because it's not my nature. So I end up finding another solution. So we, I don't really say this is a bit tricky. Like I don't think we end up getting things we don't want because, you know, things do fall in a lap that we don't like. I don't think that we can move forward in any significant way in a way that we're not trying to have happen. But that's an interesting discussion, though, because there'd be some arguments against that. So, as far as that then, so you've had some risk and so have I, and it's it's great. I wonder how we generated that. Like, I think that whole lean-in thing that you say, like, I listen back to podcasts and you're always using the language lean-in, and I'm really loving that language. I've been actually reflecting on that because I heard that too. Some of the podcasts, I hear stuff that I'm saying, like, I I know I got that from somewhere, and I think I borrowed that phrase because I've heard it said – on some other podcast that uh, I like to listen to as well from Jonathan Fields, who I think I've shared one of his podcasts with you. He has a podcast. Um, don't worry, I'm just saying, I, I don't think that came from me. But. No, that's all right. You're very humble, Mick, but you know, those, those couple of those other, other presenters stole it from you. But <laughs> I hear you say that lean in. And I think that's like, I love what you said last week about, okay, I want to be scared. And this was the year previous. You want to be scared. And I'm just going to hold that open and see where the opportunities pop up. And I think that's the same thing with me. I, I was talking to someone about setting their goals the other night and I said, look, what's crucial, I think, for you setting your goals and working out who you want to be and how you want to evolve and grow is to have a, a period allocated to thinking and then have a period allocated to the doing. You know, I said I had three or four weeks of incubation. I think it's really important to have a time where you go, right, as of this date, I'm going to stop thinking and I'm just going to act on what I've developed. And during that thinking period, say it's a week, a weekend, a month, people do it on their holidays accidentally. They don't even know they're doing it. But that's where you just hold the question open for an indefinite period of time until, or indefinite period until you obviously got your deadline. But I started to realize that if I really wanted to grow and be terror, experience terror, I had to just hold that question open and let it fall in my lap. And I think that's an interesting question for everybody because I was listening to another speaker this week and I might see if I can find his name, but, and he was saying that. Everyone has got a voice that doesn't silence. It just continues to be there. And you can distract yourself and you can ignore it as much as you want, but it is not going away. It cannot be silenced. And when you hold open the question, then that voice, it gets an opportunity to speak. And, you know, from the podcast, the one stuck in a rut was downloaded the most initially. Now they've all been downloaded a fairly consistent number. You know, like there's people that are stuck. And I would say those people, if you can just hold the open where you want to move towards and, and not feel like you've got to solve it and not look to your external world to solve it, but listen to the internal direction. And then when that internal direction gets a voice, then start to go, well, let's not see if I have to make this happen right now. I can give myself a transition period of six months or a year. But if you're always giving yourself a transition period, maybe you should just do it now. <laughs> and last year, I had a theme of whatever I usually do, let's see if I can go a different way in some specific areas. And that was really healthy because in going the opposite direction, I actually learned more. I'm learning that if I want to grow in not just my work, but other areas, I just need to hold that question open for as long as possible and let the little voice have an opportunity. And then he continued in this audio. I will get the name because I want to credit him for it. And he said, and if you're not sure if it's your voice or not, go, you can either do that thing or not do that thing. Allocate it to a coin toss, toss the coin, and the moment that coin lands, you'll know whether or not it's actually where you want to go or not go. It's like, you know, if you want a chocolate ice cream or do you want the vanilla one? And you toss it at the chocolate, you're like, oh, I wanted the vanilla, I think. 
there's that gut wrench and he's just said you've got to pay attention to those sort of emotions. That is pretty interesting, yeah, like sort of just forcing that to come through. <laughs> yeah, he had a couple of different ways to do it and they're all the same sort of thing cut into different ways but they were, they were really sound. So you're saying for me with my TV stuff, I just got to keep letting it unfold up. But what actually came up is he said, well, the first thing we've got to do is we've got to write a pilot and we've got to, we've got to record one. Next thing I know, I'm sitting down. I actually started to write a pilot. You did? Or you did it with him? Yeah. Oh. I st- no, just on my own. I just started to write down. I go, all right, so it's got to look like this. Just something to develop because I heard something else because I'm always listening to stuff. Somebody else say, you know, half the time, you just got to start. Just put something down on paper. Any, whatever it is you're working on, just start. So we keep on going, oh, one day I need this perfect situation. You just said, just start. I heard that. I was like, right. And I didn't go, oh, I'll do it this afternoon. I just started that second on a scrappy bit of paper and started to map it out. And it was really healthy. I know we've talked about that before. And I, it's so important. And I'm by no means in any way, shape or form a representation of that. But I have come to a point where I have acknowledged when I do that, that things don't always work out the best or right. They just move, like things begin to rapidly build momentum, you know, just making that phone call or, or whatever to start the conversation. So I'm just interested in having a massive year of feeling more and more of this gut feeling that I had when I talked about that TV show in every area of my life. And I, I'm not necessarily sure how to create it. I definitely think, like I said before, just holding that question open and just saying, all right, um, I do want to be scared. I love what you said last week. And I think that's what I just want to do for the year because I want to feel it in multiple areas. And the feeling we're talking about is more subtle than, you know, see, it's just like, like I'm, I'm single. So if I was to go up to a stranger and say, hey, you know, you, you know, you're going to date, that's like, that's, that's a rush, but that's not what I'm really talking about. I'm, you know, and likewise, jumping out of a plane or whatever, it's really about that. Now, this really, it's not that it, it rocks you, it sort of resonates with you at a deep level and you haven't actually resonated at that level before. And I actually wonder if it's actually a really good feeling and you're just going, is this feeling okay? No, I think you're right on the money with that. It's being seen. It's, it's something about that that's like, I, I can't think of that many times that I could say that I've identified that feeling that, you know, it's like a, a pivotal moment in life or something like that. But I do sort of think, looking back, that there's those moments that we are experiencing what, you know, in the last episode you titled Terror. I think there's times when we're experiencing that and it's something that we're afraid of a moment of truth that's like, this is what I could really be, but just not willing to admit that maybe. Yeah. You know what? You said on the very first episode about the whole podcast, you said, who am I to have that voice? Who am I to have that podcast? That's what my gut actual instinct was when this guy suggested I should have a show like Alan. I was like, well, that's really what went through my head. Who am I to have that? Like, surely there's funnier people or people who are better looking or people who are more interesting or got more experience or people who are more cut out for it. That's really interesting. I didn't see that link until now, but there is a question that says, who am I to do that? And, you know, there's a Mandela who goes, he said, we asked, but who are you not to? Like, that's the que- that's what he proposed, but- that's I'd never seen that link before. Do you see it? Do you think it's true? Yeah, I do. Totally. That mm, that's big, man. That's deep. That's just 
who am I to? Jeez, I didn't even know that I was doing that. So that's for me then is to go, all right, so I want to feel the terror. I want to go, and when I feel that sense of who am I to do it, are we suggesting that that is the way? Is that a dog shaking in the background? <laughs> it is. My dog got in the room. Mate, I can't have these deep conversations with you and to be sharing my feelings. And one time your mum's making a cup of tea in the background <laughs> and now your dog is just hanging out there. I don't even know what you're doing. Your dog probably sitting there like yawning. You've probably put me on mute while I'm talking. So just pretend that you're listening. Who are you to talk trash about my dog? <laughs> you know, before we got on the podcast you were saying that you actually listened to something i'd sent you a little while ago which was an interview with um seth godin that's the the message he trumpets i think the most which is this pushing through this question of like who am i to do that or like oh there you go again you've gone too far you've overdone it again you're not worthy of doing this instead of taking an opposite approach which is so much more difficult to do, but to, to embrace that and, and understand that there's some truth in those steps forward that I think obviously you have massive potential with stuff like being on television, but it really just comes down to how you would handle that. And some of us even take those opportunities and I'm not saying we squander them. Sometimes they're not the right opportunity, right? So, cause when I hear you talk about it, it's like, it makes a lot of sense, but that doesn't mean it makes a lot of sense either. Like it just, it, it makes a lot of sense to work out. And sometimes we don't give ourselves permission to even do that. But I've experienced the same thing recently of just, yeah, realizing that I wasn't even, I was saying the same thing. Who am I to even take on these? Like, who am I to like grow a company or who am I to start a podcast? <laughs> I don't think this is, this question escapes anyone on the planet. Like people who know me would just go, we well, mark you the most confident person I know. And that's not arrogant confidence. Just like, you know, just, just back my, my nature and be myself and the like. But there's nobody that is immune to coming. Growth is a fundamental part of life. So, so nobody really is immune to this question about who am I to do that? And if somebody said that to me, we've talked about this before, I'm a big one saying you have permission and, you know, we want someone externally to give up, give them permission. But I've never, just in this moment, gone confronted and gone, geez, Mark, you're not, you need to give yourself permission there just to toy with it. Because I'm actually not attached to the outcome of the television. I couldn't, I really don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm interested in the growth. Where am I being led? And how am I responding to that? That, that fascinates me. That's part of the reason why a lot of people end up in the positions they're in because they're actually they either love their sport or they love their work or something, and there's a byproduct is whatever attention or money and the like. I just want to be hundred percent myself and to be that perfectly. And it was interesting what you said before about just you know taking actions and like. I thought about the logo that we've got on the risking failure. We used to have those black and white words, and then we just changed the artwork. I refer to it as the innate man. That little man was my original logo as a kid. That's when you and I started working together. That was the original logo. And it was originally a guy stepping out of a box and we got rid of the box. But the idea was confidently step out of the box that you're in and don't be in a box at any level. Don't feel like you've got to fit into it and find your own genre, your own category, your own being. And it's been difficult at times because people even now say to me, well, so what do you do? And I think we said this before, I don't have a solid answer. One minute I'm an author, next time I'm a teacher, another time I'm a presenter, you know, sometimes a consultant, sometimes I'm a coach. Like it's, it's weird. And 
yeah, so I actually have created a lot where I don't fit in a box. But it just comes back to that, once again, that confidently move in the direction you've been drawn. Whew. So I've really got to go for this thing, don't I? Mm. Well, I think you need to keep pursuing it. Yeah, exactly. Giving it voice. That's it. I mean, that's what we are saying last week, and I totally think that's the right thing to do. The example that comes to mind is, is probably – I mean, it relates back to, say, swimming, right? If if you're a swimmer and you're a teenager and you're a really strong swimmer and you sort of know you are, but you just haven't gotten to that point where you've proven yourself and all of those little things yet, and a coach that you really respect comes up to you and says, like, you could be the next Michael Phelps, that's pretty intimidating and I think really difficult to take on because it's like – that feels like I'm, I was like, well, if I move any further from here, if I don't get to that point, I'm going to feel like a failure. But if somebody came up and said, you remind me of a swimmer that I had three years ago and he did this and that and he won the state championships. And I reckon you could have a real crack of getting into the state championships if you just did this and this and that. Would you be interested? That would be a completely different conversation. And I don't think that's the fault of the coach or anything like that, but I just sort of think it's the exact same opportunity gets delivered in two different ways and it feels completely different. And I think part of that is because you hear the first steps rather than the outcome. And I don't think we can rely on the world giving us the steps, but I think sometimes it's helpful if we could figure out ways to find what those first steps are and just say, I'm comfortable with that. I know you enough to know that you'd probably be okay with a, if somebody had come to you and said, Hey, there's this program that's kind of doing all right on channel 31, which is an independent community television network. And, you know, we're thinking that, you know, we'd really like to develop something, but we're just kind of stuck. Could you help us? Like, that's the kind of thing I could see you eating out for breakfast, but I could totally see how it'd be intimidating if somebody's coming up and saying you could be the next this or that or, you know, Here's where we want to go with it. And then it, it feels like there's a responsibility to it that doesn't need to be there at the beginning. That's a really good point. Like if we just said, hey, let's dabble with the show and see what we can make out of it. I'll be like, yeah, that sounds fun. But we were trying to look for a specific model that worked. Like we were just bouncing around. Well, and I think everybody does it in, this own, in their own career as well. So we were looking at a different TV options, like, you know, the different formats that are available and go, would you do it this format or that format and the like? And so I think people do that with their jobs as well. They look around and they go, oh, that job's like this or that job's like that. Is that more me? Which one's more me? I think we all go on this, this journey. And it's interesting. Like, you sort of got to create your own. You got to yeah, make it your own a little bit. Some people are okay to just adapt it. Anyway, so I'm not sure how interesting that is for the public. I think that's a great healthy recognition for me, but hopefully for other people that are in our now community. And I'd never seen it before. You had said it, but I'd never seen it before. The whole way you go, who am I to do that? And I think the reason I can see it now is because I've just had the experience. Because when you said, who am I to do it? I was like, of course you are. And I think an example where we discussed this before in sort of a slightly different area, when people say, oh, maybe I'm not worthwhile, I'm like, as if you're not worthwhile. I've learned for myself. Anytime I say to myself, maybe I'm not worthwhile, I was like, Mark, that is a ridiculous conclusion. That's not even an option to think that way because nobody would let you think like that and you wouldn't let your friends think like, think like that. And I think now what I've just learned here is like, well, so anytime I go, who am I to do it? Perhaps there's another conclusion. Perhaps you wouldn't have been delivered the opportunity if you weren't the person. 
I think so. And uh, having kind of taken where I got that message from originally on my end was from Seth Godin, and that's the follow-up for him. Is like, in fact, who are you not to do it? Like, you're, you're holding on to value, thinking that it's more valuable for you to stay quiet. And the most value you could add is by showing up for the your local community committee and trying to make change in your school system or whatever it is that scares you that you want to show up to do, but you're just afraid to do it because who are you to be part of that committee? But in actual fact, you've got something to contribute. And because you're not doing that, that impact doesn't exist for anybody. And sometimes I think we surprise ourselves with things like that. We just get involved in things and go, wow, you, you, you can surprise yourself in the impact that you're having without even realizing that you're holding on to contributions that just weren't getting made. I guess a philosophy for me is you don't want to go to your deathbed having held back on the gift that you could give the planet. It's like when you're playing, you know, when you're playing a game or something and somebody's playing and they decide to leave and they oh, I'm out and they take their cards with them or something and they've got all their cards and they just stuff the game up and at least play your cards before you leave the game. I've always loved that Australian... I feel like it's an Australian saying of just having a red hot crack. You know, it's like, it's not trying to push towards always being a success. It's just giving it a good old slog and seeing if, you know, what happens with it. And I think laughing as you go down in a blaze of glory. (laughs) Seriously, you know, like just going, ah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And and knowing that, that it's, it's fun, but then you go, what does matter? And that's where we come back to what I said last week, your capacity to love and, and develop loving relationships. And uh, your ability to keep on learning and and I think they're important because I know that when you feel loved and and you feel like you are loved, those other things don't matter. And, you know, that's when you can just laugh and just go, oh, well, stuffed it up. And I've definitely stuffed up stuff, like stuffed up so many things on bloody TV and stuff and radio and all sorts of public forums and you're like, oh, cringe, cringe. So... And I don't know what happens. You know, just getting up and doing it again. At least you've got 100 people watching you now. <laughs> yeah, only 100. That's great. That's heaps easier. Well, this has been interesting, mate. And, you know, we started off talking about the community that we started to build. And quite honestly, I think we've been kind of working through what to do with a fairly healthy little backlog of conversations that we started recording when we began this project. So... What's the plan? I think we're going to start releasing some of those as we're doing um, current episodes so that we can kind of keep the vibe going and share some of the previous discussions that we've had because there's some really interesting stuff coming up. I'm I'm really juiced about releasing some of the conversations we've had because I think they're thought-provoking. And um, what do you think? Um, I love that idea of releasing some of those past ones. I think it's really good. I think it's important to say to everyone's listening, there is a 100 of us now and you're in. If you've listened to multiple podcasts, you are now in a community and we are accidentally all friends and we hope you get a lot out of it. I'm fascinated about what people think of this. I'm fascinated about the questions that pop up people's head, the frustrations like, yeah, that's interesting, but what about this? Or I'm in this situation, fascinated by it. So you're part of this now. So just be involved. If you want to touch base and and ask questions, we want to know because just like you learn from us, we get to learn from you. I'd love to hear. So, I think we'll continue this conversation, obviously, Mick. And then let's put up a couple of ones we've done on specific topics. Like we did one on what on beliefs and we did one on um, when you feel overwhelmed. There's a couple about overwhelmed because both Mick and I were getting smashed for a while there. And there's also a couple of interviews as well. So I'll leave it up to you, Mick, what you're going to put on. You and I will just be back next week to 
record the next one. That sounds like a plan, mate. And if you are trying to figure out where to make comments or get in touch with you, you can do it through the website at Risking Failure. There's a little voicemail icon. You can do that. If you've got a thought or a story or something to share, then by all means do it. And if you want us, we can bring it up on the show or you can just drop a line personally through the website and we'll get it and uh, we'd love to respond to you. Thanks again for tuning in. Oh, Mick, you're so good at this. What? (laughs) (laughs) Bye. See you, mate. You've been listening to Risking Failure. To join the community and access more free content, news and updates, subscribe at riskingfailure.com.